You are listening to the Conscious Minds podcast by Let's Talk About It. I'm Noor Hoeda and I'm joined today by Laman, founder of the Instagram page Cut the Crap. Today we'll talk about spirituality and mental health and how you can incorporate spirituality into your life as well as ways in which it can positively impact your mental state. We will finish this episode with a 10-minute Q&A, so don't forget to send me your questions through my page. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about spirituality and how it relates to mental health. Uh, and um, we're going to go deep into, we're going to dig deep into what it means to be spiritual and how that could potentially help with your mental health state and how it can positively impact your mental health. So Laman, what do you think about the connection between spirituality and mental health? How, how do you think they're related? I think that um, spirituality is a very grounding factor. Um, and there's this freedom with the word spirituality to find what that means for you individually. It's a very individual term. But it gives you the freedom to find that thing that gives you life. It gives you uh, faith. It gives you motivation. It gives you certainty. It gives you uh, a vision where you're going, uh, a belief system. And, and mental health, a lot of the issues that we're facing now, Masalan, with mental health is anxiety. You know, anxiety over you don't know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. And you start to stress about all these things that you don't have control over. Um, it's, it's depression. Thinking that where you are is where you're going to be forever. Thinking that uh, there's not going to be a time where this situation is going to get resolved or where this circumstance is going to get better. So you, you become depressed because you're stuck. So when you have a form of spirituality that allows you to have um, a way to believe in, 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 in better things to come, to have that faith and to believe that um, what's happening right now is supposed to be happening and that it's okay. You release a lot of that stress and, and feeling like I have to figure it out all by myself and that just knowing that the universe has a bigger plan and God has a bigger plan and whatever your religious belief um, tells you about, you know, who has a plan for you, there is a plan. And, and there is something much bigger than all of us at play here. And it's your job to kind of find the flow of it. And once you go with it, it just takes you and it becomes so simple. If you fight it and you try to go against it and you try to take control and you think you're the you know, the smartest, biggest, most in control thing in the world, you add to your stress, you add to anxiety, you add to, um, you start to try and, and just be in control of everything and you become so tense and that really starts to deteriorate your mental health, which is, has, has, it's been what's been happening for generations and generations and accumulating the sense of, I have to do it. I have to provide, I have to figure it out. I, 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 I. So I think, you know, for everyone, spirituality means something different. My definition of spirituality can mean something very different than yours. You know, like I have a religious belief and, and I, I choose to um, practice a religion that has nothing to do with spirituality. I want to make this very clear at the very beginning of the podcast that when we talk about spirituality, we're not talking about religion necessarily. We're not talking about the part. Actually, what something- is the difference between spirituality and religion? How do you differentiate between them? How do you 
when do you pray? When do you practice, um, I don't know, whatever spirituality means to you? How do you, for example, meditate? When would you meditate as opposed to when would you go to prayers to get your questions we'll see. We'll see. I don't think I can answer for, I don't, I'm not giving you a definite um, right or wrong answer. I'm going to tell you for me, what makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, I think the difference between religion and spirituality to me is you have what, 8 billion people in the world, right? There's no way 8 billion people will agree on how to practice a religion. So you have different religions and everyone decides to choose what religion they, um, they follow. Right. Yeah. Right. For them, it's a religion. I see it, you know, it's like, and, and not, not to, not to, to, to devalue religion in any way, but similar to sports, it's a workout, right. And, you choose to box, I choose to swim. You choose, it's not saying that one is better than the other one's right or wrong. This is my opinion. Everyone yeah. just chooses the path they follow. So, is it still? Can you see me or is it cutting? No, yeah, no, I can see you. You froze for a second, but you're back. Um, but I think that you know, religion is a very complicated subject that I have no merit or credit or or any nothing to say. Yeah, I've I should. I, I'm scared. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. It's personal. But I think that, you know, we can, we can leave that on the side and say that while we all choose our own religions and, and we all figure out how to practice religion, I think spirituality is the umbrella where we can all kind of leave the stories and the history and the religion and the breakdown. And you're focusing on the bigger picture here. Mm-hmm. The bigger picture is no matter what religion you follow, the fact is there's a higher power. Okay, so we're, 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 there's a higher power, there's a purpose, there's, um, there's, there's things that are written, there's things that are meant to happen, there's energy, there's this life and there's the next life, there's, there's spirits, there's right and there's wrong. So you're just taking away all the definitions and all these things and spirituality is, is, the, is how you feed your spirit and it's, it's, it's how you believe in or connect with the bigger picture, yeah. the energy. Yeah. you know the word the world the universe so it, it's it's a very intense question to start with on a friday morning i will say i'll probably watch this over and be like what was i even trying to say but it's 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 the overall agreement that there's just something so much more magical and, and bigger at play here and it's our job to figure it out yeah and this actually reminds me of a story that i i think i I, I listened to either on YouTube or I read somewhere, but I remember I, it, it had me speechless. I was like, how can, I'll tell you the story. So it was, it was about this woman who, who was into meditation and stuff and she would meditate on a daily basis. And then one day she got into this very deep meditative state mm-hmm. and she felt she was trying to explain to the interviewer what, what it felt like. So mm-hmm. was asking her, so how did it feel like to go like that deep into meditation? And then she said that it felt like, and she, she was an atheist. And she said that it felt like it was God's presence that 
that washed her with love. That was her exact words. And so the guy asks her, like, how you're an atheist, how, why would you use the term God? And she said that because there isn't something big enough to describe how wonderful and how powerful this feeling of energy and divine energy was. And I think that was completely breathtaking for me. I was, if an atheist can, can use the term God to describe something like that, then and like a higher power, something bigger than us exists, definitely. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. You don't have to believe in God to believe in <clears throat> the higher power of the universe. You know, that's why a lot of people sub that word. But I think for the sake of conversation and for the sake of actually having anyone listening really understand uh, what we're going to try and share today, I would say when we talk about spirituality, we're not contradicting, competing, uh, competing, competing, um, or or trying to do anything with religion. So let's put that aside. And and let's separate get into to, to see, yeah, religion or not, whatever it is, that's totally fine. Spirituality now is on a whole different side of this conversion. Negated each other. We're not talking about religion. This is spirituality. It's a completely different subject. And uh, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about religion. I was just trying to differentiate the difference between the two so that whoever is listening can understand that that we're addressing, it's not religion. Everyone is what they want to believe at the end of the day. So you said something about, so you talk a lot about like manifestation and how you were able to have um, Kylie Jenner as the face of your new makeup line. How did you, where, how did you <laughs> go about manifesting something like that? That's, that's you. Okay. The, this is one of my favorite, this is, okay. So I always like would watch stuff about manifestation or, or, or hear stories about them and stuff. And I'd be like, and I read The Secret at a very young age, and I took it literally. For, I would do like the, the whole journaling, Loa, say what you want, and then say it as if it's happening now, and then say it again as if it's already happened, and yeah. visualize that feeling, and meditate, and all that stuff. And you know, if you want something, make room for it in your life, and all these things, because you reach a point sometimes where you, you're so helpless that you're just going to believe anything that will that people tell you is going to have you get what you want. I got introduced to the subject at a very young age, and I think that it only made sense to me as I grew up and I figured out how to incorporate this in my life and how to actually go deep into the spiritual um, meaning of doing these things in accordance to my religious belief, which you can link to your own. So I remember... um, that it was November 2017 and I was working at a law firm. I was a paralegal still. Well, I had my cubicle and I stuck, I had these three pictures of women that I wanted to meet and I was very clear that I wanted to meet them on the basis of work and to actually have a conversation with them. I didn't want to like go to a meet and greet or, you know, see them on the streets of LA. No, I, I was like, I will meet the, I want, I will, I did. Rama, I want to meet these women on a working basis. And I would put it there. Oh, you have a golden tooth. This is my dog, Millie. <laughs> hi. She wants to say hi. 
Say hi. Hi, Millie. <laughs> My dog, his name is Cairo. We're looking for a wife. Cairo, what's his breed? Is he Cairo, young? he's a pure golden. No way, they can. Here, his potential wife, <laughs> right here. Don't neuter her. No, I swear, he's sure. I'll send you pictures. Yeah, please do. I really want to see yeah. She's complex. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, if I had to sew it, I put these pictures up. And, you know, every day I would go to the cubicle, I would see the pictures and I would, I would assert it in my mind and I would not give any space of doubt that I was going to meet them. And I would, I would make myself feel the feeling that I would feel had I known for a fact that I was going to meet them. So I had to internalize it uh, mentally. Yes. But emotionally also, like if I knew for a fact that I had a date that I was going to see them, how would I feel inside? And that would really help me go get through the day because during this period of time where I was working as a paralegal, I was really suffering. I was extremely depressed. I was going to therapy for depression. I had PTSD. I was going through an existential crisis and all of these things were obviously all these all these things will make you be and act and feel in a way that's very different than yourself but for me specifically it was extremely the opposite of the way that I am to the point that everyone around me was like you look lifeless and they're not used to this it took a really big toll on me and knowing that people noticed this made it even worse because it was like I'm really trying here to be good. And even when I'm trying, you still look at me you're like, what's wrong? You look so tired. And you're like, but I just woke up. I'm fine. So it, it was during a time where I didn't want to do law anymore. It was the degree that I had. I'm definitely not going to get another bachelor's degree. Yeah. It's, um, I'm, I'm committed to this job that's supposed to take me to where I'm supposed to go and I'm getting paid good money and I'm doing all the things that they told me to do. I checked all the boxes. So why do I hate my life? Hate it. I am lifeless. I'm miserable. And I'm just finding anything to just get me from one minute to the next minute. And God, were they very slow minutes. And this is one of those things. I would have these pictures. I would manifest a better tomorrow. And I would literally just sit in my cubicle and be like, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it has to happen. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. And now I, and the day that I put those pictures up, it was, it was November 11, 2017. Mm-hmm. That phase in my life, that rock bottom changed my whole course and that's why i i i view these phases in life in a completely different perspective mm-hmm. i used to look at them and think like oh it's disgusting i hate feeling like this this is the i don't want to ever have to and i would like, re- repel it like no no one wants to be go through this and and if i would see someone you know be like i don't want to do i don't want to be this person but when I started going through them and especially this one and how it, the work it required me to do completely, completely changed me as a person or, or made me more of myself actually and completely changed the course of my life that I thought was for me and put me on a course that is for me. Mm-hmm. I now I'm like, okay, when you have these moments, you really are being told something and you just got to stop, take it in and do the work. Fat. 
my spirituality quadrupled times a billion during this period of time. And it started with this manifestation. So moving forward, flash forward, November 12, 2018, I was in LA. I was part of a cosmetic startup and I was shooting Kendall Jenner in meetings and conversations with Kris Jenner. And this all happened one year and one day from the moment I put those thoughts in my head, put the pictures in my cubicle and did the work. Wow. And did the work. I didn't say, oh, I wish. And then moved on. I did the work. Take action. Yeah. Okay, and we want to talk about what that means. One of the faces you had, right? Mm-hmm. Ali Jenner was one of the faces you had as... She was the main. She was the main picture. She was the main. She was on the box, on the boxes. Yeah. When that day was over and how I got to LA in a cosmetic startup with Kendall Jenner is a whole story of like a vortex of stories. But I remember when we were done with the day and I got in the car and I was looking at all the pictures to start posting and stuff the on like you know when they do that on this day last year yeah and, oh, no. and, and it came up on this day last year and I'm like no way and it was just one day off and I'm like oh my god Samah my friend who was also like we worked together it's like you're not gonna believe this and he goes oh my god that's crazy you should make a video about this and I was like no no one cares but now people care so this um when this happened it it really gave me a sense of all the work I put in and, and all this route that I chose to take to, to get through the hard time was the right route for me mm-hmm. and that I was doing the right thing. And, and from then on, I started to play with manifestation. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's like a muscle. The more you practice it, the stronger you become at it. And it, it, you get to a point where it's like magic. Like I could sit here today and I'll, I'll be manifesting something, like a thought or, or like a food. Something so stupid, Yanni. Mm. Later on in the day, someone's going to be like, oh, you know, I just ordered kaza, kaza, kaza. And I'll be like, I've been thinking that I really miss eating this and they don't have it here the whole day. It's very stupid, Yanni, but it could yeah. be on bigger scales, top on. Um, yeah. That's like, the thing. Huh? Yeah, just like the story you said. And I think that when, usually when people hit rock bottom, the first thing that comes to mind is like all the self-loathing and all the, uh, why is this happening to me? Like having that victim mentality and mm-hmm. they don't want to like actually do something about it. I know like for some cases, some cases, of course, with severe depression, it's very difficult and very challenging to be able to get out of that state of mind because it's, you're depressed, you have depression. And yeah. so the fact that you were able to turn this around and able to ask yourself, what is this trying to teach me instead of why is this happening to me? I think that's where the shift started to happen. And hundred percent. And I think people should try to adopt that 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 way of thinking because that's the only way you can actually move past the like the negative feelings and the negative thoughts and that very like that dark, dark place you may be in. And mm-hmm. so how how are you able to because so, you said that you were in that state, you were in that very dark state, and yet you were able to manifest what you wanted to manifest. So how were you able to, I don't want to say disregard, but how were you able to put these feelings aside and focus on the good feelings that would come with 
you achieving your goals? I didn't put them aside. I didn't. I felt, I felt it all. But for moments, <clears throat> for, for moments, you know, when I would get to the office, Masan, and I would sit down for a moment between hating my life that I'm there and freezing to death and really not looking forward for the next eight hours, for a moment, I would see the pictures. And, and for a moment, you know, I would just get like a bit of energy and be like, you know, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. This is going to happen one day. I just know it. I just know it. And then I'm back to feeling what I'm feeling because you can't put these feelings aside. But you know what we should do? I think we should talk about why we feel these ways, like that way that intensely. Why mental health Aslan, is such a, a pandemic for our generation yeah. and, and how the qualities of that are the exact opposite of spirituality. That's why I think spirituality and finding that way of like connecting to the bigger picture and going simpler and more natural and, 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 and mm -hmm. is the, the, is the solution to mm -hmm. getting through them, not putting them aside, getting through these moments in life that happen and will continue to happen, but with the right tools and understanding it, why that happens makes the experience a lot more tolerable, smoother, um, progressive, as opposed to damaging. Yeah. So I think, like, what would you say is the most common, you know, uh, mental health issues that we're facing now? I think, especially if we're talking about in Egypt specifically, I think the fact that we're not able to talk about mental health to begin with. So if mm -hmm. we're not able to talk about the struggles we have, or for example, if I'm trying to get out of going out with my friends because I'm feeling very anxious and I'm feeling very depressed, I would be like, oh, I have other plans or my, I have to- My family, I have to my family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what people would say. And that's what I would say in, yeah. like, back, back when I didn't want to talk about my mental health. But when, when I actually started to talk to my friends and be like, oh, I'm actually feeling very anxious. I'm feeling not done. I'm not in the mood to go out. I'm not in the mood to talk to people. I don't want to socialize right now. It started opening up more conversations. People started to relate more. Oh, they'd be like, oh, me too. I don't feel like going either. So do you want to just sit back and have a self-care day? Do you want to, yeah. I don't know, talk about what you're feeling and stuff like that. And that's where, that's when we started actually talking about stuff where, where we weren't supposed to talk about. Well, that's the source of the issue. You literally just pointed it out. The source of the issue is that we've been taught over generations that you don't talk about your issues. You have to always look like you got it together. Your house is together. You are together. Um, your, your work is together. Your kids are together. Your relationship's together. Your family's together. Everything is perfect. You couldn't ever fill in the blanks. Exactly. So we have been raised that you don't show. So we work really hard on the exterior and everything in the world started to cater to this ideology. All of the products that you have will be marketed that they make you look a certain way or seem a certain way or, um, you know, even from anything that's marketed to you from the hotels to the products to the beverages to the, to, to the insurance company, it's all like it, they want, they're helping you look a certain way or seem a certain way. So 
everything started to cater to the exterior. And with time, that became the only variable that mattered. And the more you went outside, you know, you started focusing less on the inside. And that cup start, or let me do it like this. The more you focus on the outside, the inside started to decrease and you're not paying attention to, to the inside of you. That is you're not, nothing is catered to, the, to, to you as a human. You know, chin up, don't cry, don't, 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 get, get it together, focus, power through, forget about it, get over it, move on, go out, da, da, da. you know, and even uh, simplest things like if you're going through a breakup, you're supposed to go through the breakup. You're not supposed to block them, go out, and then be unconscious for the next three months until something else comes and distracts you. So that's what's been happening. And that's why you can't even talk about your feelings. So what happens now was you have quarantine and no one had any distractions accessible to them. So you really had to sit in your shit, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. You had nothing to do. So that's what started to normalize the conversation because once you took everything away, Mm -hmm. you noticed we're all the same. We all have the same issues and the same fears. We are all worried about money right now. We are all feeling all kinds of ways because even when you don't know that this is a traumatizing time, your mind and your body know it. So for the better part of quarantine, my body was exhausted. Like I would consider myself an athlete, you know? So I know it wasn't because I'm like working out now. No, I was exhausted because my mind and my body were internalizing realities that my conscious brain wasn't programmed to pick up on because uh, it's it's not about the inside i had to make sure my house was clean i had to make sure i was wearing masks i had to make sure i sanitized everything all exterior again but with time we all realized that we're all going through these things and they're very normal and that's what's opening up the conversation about uh, mental health now that's why you can tell your friends you know i feel this way or that way and that really was the purpose that i created cut the crap so that you can cut the crap and we have to talk about the things that matter because the sooner you can accept that something happening to you, it's one, it's for you probably, but also you're not the only one. You focus less on self-sabotaging. Why is this happening to me? Why am I the only one that's lonely? Why am I the only one that doesn't like their job? Why am I the only one who, and you start focusing on how do I fix it? Yeah. So this is the 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 transition that spirituality helped me do because i trusted that if you put in the work doors will open even if it seems impossible right now just by putting that energy out there that you're trying things randomly start happening you're like yeah i didn't how you can comprehend with your conscious mind because spirituality is just trusting the process and trusting that whatever is going to happen to you, whatever you want is going to happen to you. It's going to find its way to you. So exactly. you don't have to worry about, oh, this is impossible. How is this going to happen? Oh my God, there is no way in how that, that's going to happen. And if you think like that, and that if it does happen, it's going to happen in a way that you least expect. And that's when doors start to open. That's when you start... So when, so I know for me, when I first started to meditate and go into spirituality, it was about like five years ago or so. And I can tell you from week one, I started to 
see a difference in my anxiety levels. I started to see a difference in my overall mood, how I felt about myself. I didn't hate myself as much as I used to. I started to know how amazing I am, how, how much I love myself. All these things started to arise and I, I started to see that I do have unlimited potential. I, anything that I want and anything that anyone wants is just, it comes from, the change comes from within and then everything unfolds outside in accordance to what is going on inside of you. That's mm. why people who aren't very accepting of themselves or judge themselves and stuff like that, they, they usually judge other people and it's, it's like a reflection of what's inside. And I think that when you realize that you're, outside is basically a reflection of what's going on inside you start to actually change because you have control over what's happening inside of you you don't yeah. have control over what's happening outside of you and I also realized one thing that changed how I thought about everything is that when whenever I feel like someone is I don't know for example judging me or saying things about me that how are how are you sure that that's the case you don't know that you don't know that they're saying stuff about you it's just your mind telling yourself that they're saying these stuff about you so if you're the one who's generating these thoughts aren't you the one who has control over changing them i mean it only makes yeah. sense that that's the yeah that's true and i you'll everything you said <clears throat> that helped with that and anything you'll realize anything that goes under spirituality is simplicity Mm -hmm. To me, that's what it means. It's taking away all these added things that you've been sold or uh, coded to, to think and just always bring it back to simple. Simple. It's not easy sometimes to sit and meditate for a minute even or 30 seconds, but it is simple. And when you take away all these added things that are complicated, you will, you will cure or manage your anxiety. Not cure, you can't cure anxiety, but you manage your anxiety, right? So everything that feeds anxiety and depression and existential crises and all these mental issues and overthinking and all these things, they're complicated. It's the thoughts, it's the what ifs, it's the, it's the, it's the assumptions, it's the worry, it's the, 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 the this will do this, it's all these things. And when you take away all these things and you bring it back to simplicity, you will ground yourself and that's ultimately all you need. So you, you're, that's like you're cutting the crap off you and you're going back to the basics. Mm -hmm. The breathing, the drinking water, being around people that make you feel good. Shocker, I know. <laughs> Not being in situations that make you or trigger certain feelings in you. You see how the things to do are very simple? They're very simple things to, to discipline yourself to do, mm -hmm. but you can do them. Yani. It's, it's a discipline, ultimately. But I just feel like nature and, 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 and really looking at things and taking away the complicated and, and just sticking with the simple things, it'll get you much farther in life. And it will really help with your, with your, with your mental health issues and it puts things into perspective. Yeah. Fahma? Yeah. Fah, take that lessons of the things that you do in spirituality and apply it to your life as well. Trusting that 
when you have less of a load to carry, you will go farther. Yeah. You don't have to carry the shit that people are throwing at you. You don't have to do that. And, and I think that is directly linked to work. You have also another issue and ment- a lot of the things that mental health, um, a lot of the triggers or the causes of mental health issues are career, are career related. And you think because of the social norms, everyone complains about the boss, everyone complains about the first day of the week and they're so happy about the last day of the week that, that this, is what you, this is what it's supposed to be like. But then you look around you and you're like, how come everyone complains about their boss, but they still go to work? I complain about my boss and I can't stand going to work. I don't want to go to work. Mm-hmm. So you start to self-sabotage and you realize that well, actually this is, this is a cumulative feeling. And if you really don't love what you're doing, let's put a plan in place to get you on a track where you do love what you're doing. I'm not saying quit and leave now. Yeah. You know, you have to do the work. Like I said, when you man, I manifested, but I did the work. The quote everyone's been sharing, we talked about it briefly before. Yeah. Where people are like, manifestation is dua, but into you like again. And I'm like, no, it's not the same. Yeah. I mean, they're, they overlap in a certain part, but it's not the same. No. no I don't know what you think about that first. Yeah, no, they're completely, I manifestation is you taking control, you being the one who is, who knows that I can do, I can, I am able, I have the power to manifest whatever I set my mind to. And you were going to, you were going to object right there. <laughs> I have I'll object later. Okay. Carry on. Um, so I think my personal opinion, and of course you can disagree with me. I think that with manifestation as opposed to, I mean, dua and being, I don't want to say being religious. So I'm going to put this in a different, a different sense, a different. I suggest you do. (laughs) (laughs) I suggest you backtrack. I I confused myself. Um, I think the main difference is that one aspect of it is yes, I'm in control. And the other side of that coin is whatever happens, happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I just have to go with the flow. And it's people usually go with one or the other. And I think that I believe that we are the ones in control. I think I'm the one in control of my own life. I'm the one in control of my actions, what happens to me. Of course, there are some things that are out of your control, but for the most part, you are in control of A, how you react to things, and B, what happens outside because what happens outside you are the one who puts in the work just like you said your actions mm-hmm. have consequences these consequences it, it it ripples there's a ripple effect there and i think that's the main difference one is you're in your control one is that you're not i disagree of course and here's why yeah they go hand in hand they complete each other and that's why I said, <clears throat> for me, religion and spirituality work together for me, right? There are two parts. The difference between in and to manifest is the following. you do the work. you are letting go to God, Jesus, the universe, yeah. what have you. Yeah, I'll tell whatever. But... Oh, actually, 
my dad was explaining to me once and it I'm a Muslim, so I'll speak on my, on my behalf. Islam, okay, it applies to any religion. And my dad said this once to me, and it rung in my ear. He's like, knowing God heard you and will do it. Like th- it's gonna happen. Okay. Isn't that exactly what spirituality is. That's what manifestation. They go together, but to avoid any type, uh, to avoid. No, no. But I'm saying that this is actually this is what manifesting is. You ask for it, knowing that it's gonna happen. This is exactly what you said in that. Okay, I- that's where they overlap. But here's okay, exactly. So, so they overlap like this. Okay, here's where they overlap. Religion on this side. The part of religion that doesn't overlap with manifestation is you're you're praying to to, to God, right? You're praying to God, mm-hmm. right? You're praying to God, and then you start to come closer to where it overlaps. You're praying to God, knowing, knowing, trusting it will happen. This is just like manifestation. Then where it becomes less like religion, or not less like religion, but the less uh, common ideology of praying, inu. ماشي انت دا خلاص ربنا ودعيت وصدقت وامنت right you believed do the work you have to do the work خليها على ربنا it's very مستسلم and yeah. that's really like if we are like well, I'm not going to get into a religious argument but in my belief I think that in my religion you should do the work you're supposed to work عمر واعمل 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 واقرا your actions take okay دعينا وصدقنا وعملنا we have to work together. You know, if God opens a door, but you don't walk to it, what's the point of the door being opened? Yeah. You got to get there. Keep going. Trusting when you arrive, you will find what you need. Please, God, let my podcast be number one. Please, God, please, please. My podcast is going to be number one. I have to book people and I have to read more about podcasts and do more seminars to better my craft and, and promote my work and um, have useful conversations and trust the types of conversations I want to be having. Mm-hmm. While I do the work and the universe does the work, we meet in a blissful, serendipitous moment where you're like, in one year, I got to actually meet Chris Jenner when I manifested one year ago because I did the work. Yeah. Trusting that when I arrive, my prayer and my manifestation will work. You have to do the work. You have to do the work. I can't say this enough. Execution, execute. By the way, this is like the most word I say. You can ask anyone around me. Execution is about the execution. You got to execute this, the execution. But how are we going to execute it? Execution. Mm-hmm. Execution. You have to. Well, what are you, a puppet? You've got to do the work. Yeah. So yeah. that's where it's a bit different. Yani, you know, if you're, if you're manifesting uh, in the secret, they said this. They're like, if you're, you're manifesting a, a husband or a wife, but, you know, you sleep in a single bed, you have no space in your parking garage for another car anyway, and you're not saving for the future, you're really not acting towards what you're asking for. This would be like wishful thinking. You're just, I, I wish that could happen, but that's how. <laughs> how are you going to make this happen? This is, this is wishful thinking, wishing, praying, dua, without acting. 
Yeah. So if I'm going to pray for a significant other to enter my life and I'm not acting towards it, then I must not believe it's going to happen. Because if I believe that I don't think, yo, I'm coming to sleep over tomorrow. You're probably going to be like, I have to make a space for her to sleep. I need to make sure, you know, that I have food in the fridge so that I could feed her. Uh, I have to, you know, do this. You start acting because you're preparing, you know, I'm coming. You're making space for it. Yeah. You're making space for it. You know, I'm coming. So when I ask for something and I manifest something, if I'm not acting towards it, then how convinced I am, how convinced am I that it's happening? Probably not that convinced. Yeah. So, you know, buy a king size bed or a queen size bed where there's space for another person, make room in the parking garage so that there's another space for another car to park, buy nice linens and sheets so you're not ratchet. <laughs> <My mom> was, <laughs> um, start saving money because you're planning for the future. So this is a very simple, this is a very cliche example, but this is even the examples they use in books because it's the easiest to comprehend, yeah. you know? I'm not saying go crazy in one day and make all this space back because I'm getting married <laughs> and this is why I'm doing this. No, but take steps towards, towards the outcome you're asking for. You mm-hmm. can't just be like, Oh, I want to lose weight, but then, you know, just continue not minding what you're eating and not giving your body the fuel it needs and not moving and not uh, drinking water. You can't. So this is, this is the part of manifestation that no one understands. They think that when you manifest, you just really think hard about it, harder than you would think a normal thought, and then khalas, and that's it. No, yeah. you can't do the work. Here's the thing. Humans, humans don't crave results in the sense of, no, let me rephrase that. Humans, it's not the destination you're after, okay? It's the progress. So, if you say, Masaran, I want to lose weight and you lose weight, you're not going to be like, okay, I'm happy. No. Once you reach the destination you're after, you're going to say, okay, now I want to get ribbed. Ripped. Ribbed. Ribbed. <laughs> now I want to get ripped. Okay. Now I want this. We're accustomed to constantly wanting to evolve. So whenever you reach the destination, you want to go to the next one. So really what humans are after, what makes humans actually happy is the sensation of progress. So when you say you want to lose weight, you don't have to be the weight you want to start feeling accomplished and happy. You have to feel the progress first. When you start going to the gym and you, you shed that first pound and then your pants start to feel a, better, a little bit better where you, you, you dodge like uh, uh, the urge to eat something you shouldn't be eating and you feel really good about it. These little progress steps is what we live for. That's what we need. So when you start to uh, take these little steps towards your manifestation, Every time you take one action that you think is stupid and you think, um, I'm doing this and I don't even know what's going to happen, but then you do it, you're going to start to feel that progress and that gives you even better energy and attractive energy to start shifting things even that have nothing to do with your manifestation. You, you, you get that discipline and you start to build that muscle of when I say I'm going to do something and I believe it, I do it. When I feel like I want something and I put in the work, I get it. And that is ultimately, if you're going to break down manifestation, that's what it is. So in manifestation, it's not when you finally get that husband that you're going to feel great. That's going to be like a whoa moment, but it's the progress steps towards it is what it's the building factor. And when you start doing it with little things and you start seeing like, oh, I manifested this little thing, then you're going to trust it. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the bigger thing, to the bigger thing, to the bigger thing. So, so even if on the way, you end up manifesting something even better for you. Cool. 
-hmm. Yeah, it's the journey like, that gives you excitement. It's the journey that counts. The exactly. It's going to be there, but like enjoy the journey. That's, I think that's a very important point that you make. It's that excitement when you, when you lose that inch off your waist, when you mm -hmm. pound, you see the scale going, going lower. That's when one by one, that's, that's when you start to become more excited, become more motivated to reach your goal. And I think now would be a good time to um, look at the questions that we have from our followers. And uh, so we have like 10 minutes remaining and we're gonna do a 10 minute q and I have a few questions that, are, that were sent in. And um, if you got questions too, we could address those. Um, you can, I can go first. I see a question here, let me, okay. So the first question I have is, can spirituality help lower anxiety levels? A hundred thousand percent. Anxiety, in my opinion, is so much energy that's not delegated. So you're like this. <laughs> You have so much energy. There's so much you want to do. There's so much you want to get. There's so much that needs to happen. And, and you don't know where to delegate that energy. So it becomes like, you're like this. When you are spiritual and you trust things like timing and like, um, like faith and you, you know it's going to, like you, you, you trust that it'll work out and you don't have to worry about certain things that may or may not happen and all that stuff. You, and you breathe right very important right then you definitely definitely can cater to your anxiety you know they say if you do this um i think it was you you you, you breathe in f in four breaths or sorry you breathe in four seconds hold for four out for eight if you do this for like two minutes they say and it's been proven that it has a stronger more positive effect on your anxiety than xanax mm -hmm. so really physically lowers up. So, so spirituality from, from, from an action standpoint and from a thought standpoint. So whether you're doing the things like breathing or whether you're, you're internalizing the ideas of like, it's going to figure itself out. Of course, of course, it's going to help your anxiety because you trust that you're not in this alone. You trust that, uh, that you are exactly where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be and everything you're going through is correct. And that it's the simple steps the, knowing that it's the simple steps will help you delegate that energy that is contract like it's trapped inside you and the reason we trap so much energy is because we're comparing people with people around us so it's like i want to start a business but everyone's so successful so you think you have to get to that end point right away mm -hmm. but if you know focus on the simple steps and you just do one thing today, one thing today, half a thing tomorrow, da, 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 da. and you take those simple steps, you feel the progress, your anxiety is going to chill out. So following mm -hmm. that simple spiritual guide is, mm -hmm. is definitely an anxiety healer. Yeah, definitely. anxiety chills out when you take action towards what you're, being, what you're anxious about. That's another thing. Yeah. And I also want to delegate. Yeah. And I want to add something um, onto what you said. And I think when people realize this, you can start shifting how you see your anxiety. Because you know how anxiety and excitement have the same chemical reaction in your, 
in your body. So if you're feeling anxious, that's the exact same feeling you would have if you were excited about, I don't know, an outing or a date or whatever. And mm-hmm. that shift, you can you can make that shift by by looking at your anxiety in terms of, oh, I'm excited about this. I'm not anxious about this. So you have- It's the perspective. It's, all it's just the perspective. Definitely. Physically, it's the same. Biologically, it's the same. Yeah, so when you start feeling your heart racing, you're like, oh my God, I'm having an anxiety attack. It's the same exact sensation if you were running or if you're excited. So it's the way you internalize it in your mind that makes it uh, either you know a weapon or a tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be a tool to help you overcome whatever is making you anxious. Because what the things that make you anxious are very often the same things that you are you care about. Why would exactly. you worry about them if you didn't care about them? So true. That's true. Knowing how to channel that in a way that would work in your favor is would help you a lot. Of course. And um, okay, so. I have, do you want to read the question um, that came? Go through yours because my internet's lagging. I keep trying to load. All right. Okay. It's not loading for me. Difference between spirituality and religion. We already did that. Um, Can you recommend a book, podcast, or YouTube video, one that changed your mindset? Oh, I have a ton of books I can recommend. Yeah. Well, one book I would recommend that's an easy read um, that does really, really, really prove over and over again that spirituality equals simplicity equals happiness and progress and success is Aikagai. Such an easy read, such a good book. And um, I'm looking at my books over there. But honestly, this book confirmed to me that what you need in life to be happy and successful and healthy are very simple, accessible things. And once you differentiate between these two and you're, it's proven and it's like a bunch of different stories, such a good book. So Aikagai is what I'm going to recommend right now. I'm not going to take the attention off of that. Mm-hmm. I recommend that. Yeah, Podcast. Um, under, the, under the Instagram video, I'll link the books so you guys yes. can look at them and see which ones you like podcasts um cut the crap (laughs) for sure for sure Uh, out of 10 and let's talk about it as well they're top two podcasts i'd say uh no i'm just kidding but um what other podcasts do you think are worth listening yeah the other podcast that i think will help a lot with this is um skimmed from the couch because they speak to really uh entrepreneurial successful Uh, people in different fields and they have them break down um, their experience um, issues they faced about work that has impacted them personally Uh, and they talk about um, you know how to and the importance of negotiating for yourself dealing with defeat Uh, it's it talks about business but in a very personal relatable matter and it's really awesome to listen to people like Bobby Brown and, uh, you know, Priyanka Chopra and these people talk about uh, work in a more personal way so that you actually can listen and think like, oh, well, she went through this and this is how she dealt with it. So that's normal that I'm going through this. Maybe I can deal with it this way. So it makes you feel like, oh, we all 
you know, get screwed over and, and struggle with, with work before we become successful and even when we're successful. So Skimmed from the Couch helps me from a career perspective in terms of, you know, mental, uh, my, my emotions. And um, of course, uh, Super Soul Sunday. And I don't think I even need to recommend Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Okay, yeah. amazing. I've the been- best episode, yeah. and you should link this episode. I've shared this episode with everyone that I love. Mm-hmm. Anyone that comes to me with a certain thing. And I listen to it so many times. I have it memorized. I could literally mm-hmm. recite the whole episode for you right now, but I won't. But it's called uh, Your Own Truth. It's amazing. And when I feel out of sorts or I feel like I'm not in my flow, I listen to this podcast. Every time you listen to it, you're going to gain something new from it. So I'm, I'm going to help you find the link uh, to link it. I'll send it to you. Okay. That I, specific I can, episode. Can confirm, definitely. Okay. And um, so a couple of books that I would definitely 100% recommend. I'm going to, I mean, of course, it's kind of mainstream, but The Power of Now is, if that, that's, that's the first spiritual book I read that completely shifted the way I thought about that. Yeah. It's by Eckhart Tolle, and there's also a second um, it's like a sequel. It's called A New Earth. And these two books talk about pretty much the same thing about living in the now and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. another book that I read right after The Power of Now is The Unethered Soul. And oh, yeah. And Oprah actually talks about it. She has the author in one of her episodes. And uh, listening to him speak is. That one is by. Uh, not. It's not. Deepak Chopra it's uh, or is it Eckhart Tolle or Deepak Chopra one of them it's it's not Eckhart Tolle I think wait let me because I, I it's, do the audiobooks so I have the audiobooks in my uh, best the untethered soul Saraha it's a very mature spiritual book like if you're just getting into spirituality start with the Ica guys mm-hmm. start with um what I know for sure start with um a new earth but a new, a new earth, I would recommend to start with this too, because there is a audio, uh, like on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, she has these episodes, as many episodes as there are chapters, and each chapter has its episode oh. where her and, uh, and Eckhart Tolle discuss, like, discuss the chapter, so they help you understand certain things that might be a bit too like I don't get what this means like what's 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 the metaphor of the flower so that's why even though it's a bit of a mature read it's guided so it's a really great bridge to get into like that next level of spirituality so the untethered soul I have to say that I've read it a couple times and I still don't understand what I'm reading so I don't know if I'm ready for it maybe now if I uses like vague words and things that not everyone would understand it's very yeah What's the word? It takes so much. Yeah. And, but yeah, I would recommend if you're starting off the power of now, definitely a new earth and um, a book that not everyone might like, but it's definitely my number one favorite book is uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. And I love Joe Dispenza. Honestly, he has, he has some really Amazing. Yeah, I've never, I haven't read this book. <clears throat> I, I'm going to check out the link when you link it. Yeah, I link it too as well. There's that and then there's your, the placebo basically talks about how you have to change 
what I was talking about earlier, actually, um, how your, your thoughts create your emotions, your emotions create your reality, your reality creates, and it's like a loop. Uh, and so in order to change that, you have to change your thoughts, your emotions, so you can have a different outcome and you can open space for whatever to emerge in your life. Yeah. It goes into yeah. that. It's a 10 hour listen. I don't know how, how long the book is, but I gonna listen to audiobooks, So I don't really know how, um, it's, but oh, it's, I thought of another one. Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry. Um, the five second rule. Ooh, I, although it's not, doesn't talk about spirituality, but it talks about how simple steps, simple decisions, how to get yourself to do these little simple steps, Aslan, when you really don't want to. And it proves how simple steps get big results. For that, it will like help validate the concept of spirituality. And it's a seven hour audio listen. And Mel Robbins, who is the um, author of the book, reads it. I have to say this, because this will be a great way to wrap this up. Mel Robbins, okay, was this, uh, she was a lawyer, she was a health coach, she was, uh, uh, she used to speak on the news sometimes and like do like, um, consul- I don't know, they would like get her for certain things to talk about. Basically, she's like me in a different life. <laughs> she's done all the same things that I, like lawyer, then coach, yeah. then what a speaker. So anyway, then it got to a point in her life where her husband, he had a restaurant and he lost all their money. And she got so depressed and they had to spend all their children's uh, college funds and they were going to file for bankruptcy, lose the house, lose everything. She got so depressed. She stayed in bed for a very long time. Okay. And she found a way, five second rule. And it happened very naturally, very unexplainably. And she started, you know, it's a matter of when the alarm rings today, I'm actually going to get up. When I get up today, I'm actually going to get dressed in something that's not my pajamas. When I get up today and I wear something that's not my pajamas, I'm actually going to go for a walk. And these little steps every day that seem so, okay, you got up, cool. No, but these things, the progress gives you a certain energy that keeps you going. And slowly but surely, you shift your life in a big way. The little changes make the biggest impact. I always, always believe this, Saraha. It's so true. So she shows you this. And now she's so successful simply by doing the little, little steps that no one thinks about. So I made my sister read it or listen to the audiobook. She was obsessed. Obsessed. It's, it's, it's changed her. amazing book. I read it too. I mean, I listened to it. And yeah. basically count down five, four, three, two, one, and do whatever you want to do. That's There's cool. a whole scientific thing behind why doing that even works. So listen to the, or read the book or listen to the yeah. thing. Yeah. I would definitely recommend. And um, so, yeah. And, uh, thank you so, so much for doing this podcast with me. I really enjoyed talking to you, this conversation. It really sparked a lot of important ideas and, I've loved your insight, what you had, your experiences, all of that. Uh, I think our listeners um, really got something out of this podcast. I hope so. I hope so. Thank you so much. This was so fun. And doing it on a Friday morning and enjoying it this much will... Yeah, right? There's a lot about how nice this conversation is. <laughs> I know, yeah. I really enjoyed it too. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And um, have a good rest of your Friday. You too. Bye. Bye.